He was one of just 69 in his unit of 12,000 who survived World War II, a Soviet Army veteran, and one of the final remaining liberators of Auschwitz. David Dushman has passed away at 98. History is getting harder to remember. Dushman's last assignment of the war, to mow down the electric fences surrounding the Nazi death camp with his tank. Over a million Jews were killed there. Dushman, who was of Jewish heritage himself, said that when they arrived, all he could see and remember were the eyes of the prisoners. Only eyes, only eyes, very narrow. That was very terrible, very terrible. We had not known that Auschwitz existed. A harrowing memory for this war hero who eventually became an Olympic fencing champion. We can't deny the past, even when its eyewitnesses aren't around to tell the story. Christ died, was buried, and raised to new life. The gospel is our history, and we keep telling the story. Welcome to Haven Today. I'm Charles Morris, sharing the great story that's all about Jesus, and we're in a series this week called Passages for Keeps. There are some things in life that require you to give it your all, whether it's professional athletes leaving it all out on the floor or kids on the playground competing for a prize. Sometimes you have to play for keeps. Our walk with Christ requires just that. We're not in this for a zap of power here or there. We're not following Christ because he makes life easier. No, we're committed to the Lord because the stakes could not be higher. What does playing for keeps look like in our Christian lives? A lot of things could make that list. In our series this week, we're focusing on the helpful practice of committing Scripture to memory. These are passages for keeps, portions of God's Word that make clear His love and blessing to us, all of us who believe. What better way to be encouraged than to hide God's Word in our hearts? So now on this program, we're going to look at another passage worthy of being remembered. Hebrews 13, 5 and 6 tells all Christians, Never will I leave you, never will I forsake you. So we say with confidence, The Lord is my helper. I will not be afraid. What can man do to me? Stay with me as we ask God's Holy Spirit to help us believe what it promises and to do what it commands. But before we turn to God's Word, I want to remind you about a wonderful way you can hide the Bible in your heart and in the hearts of those you love. They're called Scripture Lullabies, and they were created by Jay Stalker. And when I visited with him recently, not too many weeks back at his home in northern Colorado, I asked him why he writes music filled with Scripture for children first, but then also adults. When I was a kid, we there was a, a record, and it was actually a vinyl record that my I was homesick from school one day. I'm old enough to remember those. Remember things, those, yeah. Jay. Yes, <laughs> but there was a husband-wife team, and they had their daughters, and they would sing, and my mom put that record on for me. So I had this album, and at the end of the album, they did a salvation invitation, like an, and, an altar call. Yeah, an altar call. Okay. And, and I gave my life to the Lord listening to that album mm. when I was four years old. And so for me, a huge part of the reason I'm doing what I'm doing is to pass along that opportunity you know, to somebody else through, through music because it was a music album that I gave mm-hmm. my life to the Lord. And uh, to be able to give that to 
so many other kids and, and even adults as they listen and are moved by the Lord's Spirit. Um, I mean, and like I said earlier, music moves you. Music mm-hmm. actually does something on the inside of you. And I don't think that... The Spirit can the use spirit, music yeah. to convict. Exactly, yes. yep. Yeah. And I think that that doesn't happen with secular music. Um, I know it doesn't at, like it does with Christian music. That's Jay Stalker. He's a songwriter and he's the producer of the Hidden in My Heart Scripture Lullabies series. I'm thankful for his heart for Jesus and his desire to see children come to know him. But isn't it interesting how he first produced this music to help children sleep better and to hide God's word in their hearts? But now adults of all ages are listening and finding comfort in his music as well. I want you to experience the peace to be found in the Hidden in My Heart Collector's Set, Volumes 1 through 4, for your minimum gift to the ministry. The phone number to call after the program, 800-654-2836, 800-65-HAVEN. Or listen to samples online at our website and watch the video that we shot at his home close to the Rocky Mountains and then make your gift online at haventoday.org, haventoday.org. And if you only want the just-released Volume 4, we have that CD for your gift of any amount. And now let's get started. You ready? Here's Shane and Shane. He will hold me fast. When I fear my faith will fail, Christ will hold me fast. When the tempter will fail, he will hold me fast. I could never keep my hold through life's fearful pain. For my love is often cold, he must hold me
with Charles Spurgeon and Dwight Moody. She wrote hundreds of hymns to be used at evangelistic tours. That was a song written in 1908 by Englishwoman Ada Habershon. And it's done today for us, modernized by Shane and Shane, called He Will Hold Me Fast. I'm Charles Morris. Thanks for joining me here on a program called Passages for Keeps. And today, we're looking at the great promises found in Hebrews 13, 5 and 6. It comes at the end of a letter written to early Christians. This first generation of brothers and sisters faced all kinds of troubles. The letter shows evidence that many of them suffered the plundering of their property. Others were put in prison. None of them were immune to the ordinary doubts that arise in all our hearts. Doubts about God. Is he really there? Does he really love me? Is he even listening to me? I'll bet that most of us aren't facing those more dramatic threats in our walks with the Lord today. But all of us have hang-ups with God. He can seem far away. His promises seem to be either delayed or, sadly, even untrue altogether. Thankfully, the letter of Hebrews has words of encouragement, both for the very first readers back in the early church and for all of us today as well. For everyone who is tempted to think that the Lord abandons us in our troubles, here again is what Hebrews 13, 5 and 6 says to you. And it's speaking to you today and me as well. God has said, never will I leave you. Never will I forsake you. So we say with confidence, the Lord is my helper. I will not be afraid. What can man do to me? When it comes to a passage to memorize, this one is pure gold. 
It quotes two portions from the Old Testament. So if you commit it to memory, you're really getting three for the price of one. And in these short verses, so many encouraging things are shared with us. First, Hebrews reminds us of one of God's greatest promises. I will never leave you or forsake you. The Lord said this to so many Old Testament saints that it's hard to keep track. But this passage most likely has Deuteronomy 31.6 in mind. Back then, the Israelites were about to cross the Jordan River into the Promised Land. They had some fearful tasks ahead of them, so God promised never to forsake them. Just as he was with them by the pillar of fire and pillar of cloud during their wandering in the wilderness, so his spirit would always be with them as they entered into the land of Canaan. This promise was meant to give them strength and confidence, and the same is true for you. Now, you aren't about to face Canaanite armies, but every day you wrestle against spiritual foes. The devil is always prowling around like a lion. The world comes at you with enticing temptations. Your own sinful heart tries to deceive you. For others, these spiritual enemies take the form of depression, addiction, or abusive relationships. Whatever your battle looks like today and every day, God's promise to his people remains the same. I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. You might say, but I'm so wretched. I get myself into trouble all the time. How could God be near to someone like me? The answer is simple, but it's also profound. God will never forsake you because Jesus was forsaken in your place. He didn't deserve it. He never sinned. But the Son of God is just that wonderful. He willingly laid down his life. He took on our sin, and he was forsaken for our sin. No empty promise here. The Lord is near to those he loves. He will never forsake you. So better draw near. There's another promise in this passage. The Lord is my helper. This is the only time that the Greek word for helper is used in the New Testament. But in the Greek Old Testament, It shows up nearly 60 times, almost always referring to God. One of those key places is in Exodus 15, too. The Israelites had just crossed the Red Sea. How did they respond to this amazing deliverance? Well, they had a worship service. Moses led the people in singing, The Lord is my helper and my song. He has become my salvation. When Hebrews 13 calls God your helper... It's not talking about any kind of casual help. God is not an extra hand to help us wash our car or take out the trash. He's the mighty hand, the outstretched arm of our salvation. He saves us when trouble is near. When life's waters come crashing in all around us, God is our helper. He carries us through, and he does it on dry ground. Some hear this promise and think they're not the kind of person God likes to help. But Jesus tells you something different. You're carried through the storms of life on dry ground, only because Christ willingly let the waters take him. 
Not literally, of course. Jesus died on a cross. He didn't drown in the sea. But the waters of the Red Sea are a picture of judgment. And that's why Pharaoh and his army were destroyed as the waters came tumbling over them when they tried to cross, chasing the Israelites. And Jesus willingly faced that judgment in your place. What's left for you now is his almighty saving help. Christ is our great helper. He redeems us so we can rely on him in all our troubles. One final promise I want to mention in this passage. It's an implied promise, but yet it's still there. The other Old Testament verse where these verses are alluded to, Psalm 118. There the psalmist says, the Lord is my helper. I will not be afraid. What can man do to me? We might hear this and think, well, mankind could do quite a bit. Human beings have been mistreating other human beings since the beginning of time. Well, sometimes we have a lot of fear living in this world. There are terrible injustices every day. But the question, what can man do to me, is meant to push us even further. In an ultimate sense, what can a mere person do to you? The answer really is nothing. Jesus himself said, do not fear those who can kill the body, but fear him who, after killing the body, can destroy both body and soul in hell. In other words, human beings can only take your life. And that's a precious thing, of course. But for all who are in Christ, God has turned death into the doorway of his presence. All our fears in life eventually come down to this. We're afraid of dying. It's our great enemy. But you see, Jesus has conquered this enemy too. He is your saving helper. He's trampled death down by dying in your place. Death couldn't contain him. And if you're in union with Christ, it can't contain you either. Not forever, at least. The grave becomes the portal into his presence. And death, well, think of death as falling asleep, but waking immediately up in the presence of the Lord. That's the promise. Man can't do anything to you. Nothing of lasting significance. Jesus is reconciling this world to himself. Then one day, he'll return as the judge. He'll make every wrong right, and he'll raise us up, even those who face death at the hands of others. So, in the end, they've taken nothing of lasting value away. What a wonderful promise to ring in your heart. Do not be afraid. Don't be afraid of the challenges you're facing today. Don't be afraid of the things God has called you to do. Christ is your helper, and he's also your savior. He will never leave you nor forsake you. And by faith in him, you have nothing to be afraid of. When your sky
Based on Hebrews 13, the verses that we've just been looking into the last few minutes from the very first Hidden in My Heart album by Jay Stalker, I Will Never Leave You. I'm Charles Morris here on Haven Today, and I'm so encouraged by these scripture lullabies. And as you heard earlier, this music was written to help children find hope in the Lord. But it will also move grown-up hearts to trust in Him as well. We're hearing from so many listeners who are ordering both the Hidden in My Heart bundle with all four albums, and then also the fourth album is the one that just been released on CD, and we have that for a minimum gift to the Ministry Haven today. Whether you're listening in the car or where you work or falling asleep, 
This peaceful music is full of God's Word. It'll be a comfort for you and your loved ones. We also have the new album for your gift of any amount. Doreen in Connecticut made a gift and asked us to send the new fourth album to her grandchild as a birthday gift. Thanks for your support, Doreen. I know your grandchild is going to really enjoy this album. What about you? Won't you call us right now? Won't you make your gift? And the number to call is 800 654 2836. That's 800 65 Haven. Or get a taste of these scripture lullabies by listening to the samples and watching the video with Jay Stalker in his home in Colorado. And you can still make your gift there on our website at haventoday.org. Haventoday.org. I'm Charles Morris. Thanks so much for joining me. Won't you come back again tomorrow? When again, we'll be sharing together the great story. It's all about Jesus here on Haven Today. Here for your encouragement and your walk with Jesus, I'm Charles Morris with Haven Ministries, inviting you to anchor your day in God's Word. Why is it so hard to ask for help? It takes a certain amount of humility to recognize that we don't measure up, even more to ask for someone to intervene. If we're honest, we're not fooling anyone, certainly not God. No matter what life has brought your way, all of us desperately need the Lord. Our lives are like a deserted island with help etched into the sand. Our Heavenly Father sees and knows. The psalmist says, My help comes from the Lord, the Maker of heaven and earth. The same one who made all things sent his Son to rescue us. All our needs are met in him. Not only our Maker and Redeemer, add to those titles our Helper. Spend more time with Jesus with Anchor Devotional. Visit GetAnchor.com.